everybody, this is Queer Time Podcast, back for episode 5 of season 2. Today, we'll be discussing our opinions on issues within the LGBTQ community. Okay, so we're starting out talking about misogyny and racism in the LGBTQ community. So I think a really big thing that not a lot of people realize that you can be a part of one minority or even multiple minorities and still be guilty of being discriminatory towards another minority. For example, just because you are gay, that doesn't mean that you can't be racist or you can't be sexist. And something that I've always wanted to kind of talk about is the relationship that gay men tend to have with straight women in which gay men tend to fetishize women and female body parts, whereas women and tend to tokenize gay men as their like gay best friend. So that's personally like, my thoughts on misogyny and racism in the LGBTQ community. I think there's also the argument that like there's a stereotype where straight men will be like, hey, lesbians, can you kiss for me? Yeah, that too. I've seen that. And then yeah. on top of that, even in the LGBT community, you can have, you can like erase certain identities, like the whole bi erasure and sometimes even trans erasure. And lesbian erasure. Yeah, just all of that. Like there's some people that want it to just be LGB, yeah, which is kind of BS, but you know what? It's fine. I understand you want to have your own opinion, but just don't push it onto others. Yeah, so also back to the racism part, I feel like that's like a very big thing. Like, it's not okay to fetishize someone based off of their race. It's not okay to say that, like, I feel like that's, like, a really big thing, especially in the LGBTQ community, because I feel like a lot of people seem to be very focused on more of the sexual aspects of the LGBTQ community. But I think people tend to forget that other LGBTQ people are people, because I feel like people spend so much time repressing that part of themselves that they no longer see other members of the LGBTQ community as people. I think that really plays a role in tokenizing and fetishizing other members of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and it's, like, not everyone one in the LGBTQ community wants sex. Like, asexuals exist. <laughs> it's not okay to, like, force sexual stuff onto people. It's At the same time, people should just be their own individual selves. If you want to express yourself sexually, then you should be able to do that. If you don't want to express yourself sexually, you should be able to do that. You shouldn't try and influence how other people feel about themselves and their body, especially when it comes to, like, their gender or, like, body parts. Especially that can be harmful to, like, trans people. If you're fetishizing them, like, oh, you're, like, a guy with a, you know, like that that's what mm-hmm. people see some trans men as or even in trans women they like see it as some sort of fetish yeah and one thing like trans women there's been this thing where it's like oh all they are drag queens and it's like it's not really like you can be yes you can be a trans woman and a drag queen at the same time because why not some trans women are dra- are also drag queens, but at the same time, you can't just assume every trans woman is the same. Everyone's yeah. different. You can't just be like, oh, you're a trans woman, then you must be a drag queen, which actually exists. It's sad. Yeah, so misogyny and racism, in my opinion, also goes back on like generalizations a lot. Generally, like what you were talking about, or all trans people are like drag queens. Like that's obviously a generalization. That's I believe that's where a lot of this misogyny and racism comes from because LGBTQ members sometimes they've been so overgeneralized that they start to generalize other people because that's how they've been treated. And you can be like a white gay man and still like be like discriminatory towards people of color, like Pete Buttigieg. Pete <laughs> Buttigieg. wanted what I wanted to say. He said some questionable things. He's done a lot of questionable things. Like, even when he was the mayor of a city, he, like, kind of ignored when, like, black communities were talking about how they were, like, having a struggle with money and, like, struggling with, like, homelessness and their issues. He kind of ignored those issues. And I think Maddie is about to pull up something right now about Pete. So, in a tweet, Pete Buttigieg said, I strongly condemn the 
rocket attacks on the citizens of southern and central Israel. Israel has a right to defend itself against acts of terror that set back any progress towards peace and will only serve to inflame the humanitarian situation in Gaza. If you're going to speak out about what's happening to like the citizens of Israel, then you should be talking about how they're also getting bombs on Palestinian people as well. I feel like that's a very big thing because I feel like when you look at it in that one side way, it does kind of seem like he's kind of focusing on like, you know, Israel is often seen as more like Western country than most of the Middle Eastern countries. It just kind of comes across as insensitive for him to ignore the nuances of the situation. Anyways, yeah, that's how I felt about that. So just to summarize, we do believe that racism and misogyny are huge problems within the LGBTQ community. Make sure that you are not generalizing other people because even if you are in the LGBTQ community, you can generalize other minority groups and you should be careful about what you say and evaluate why you are saying it just in general. Okay, so now let's talk about the fetishization and hypersexuality. This is a more like quote-unquote adult topic in a way, but at the same time, it does affect LGBT teens. On Reddit, everyone already thinks that teens, all they do is have sex. And it's worse with LGBT teens because then they're like, oh, being gay is like, it's better because you, then you won't have to worry about getting a child, which is false. You can still have to worry about that, especially if it's like, STDs. you have to worry about yeah. STDs. You can, if it's trans and they're comfortable with it, but the LGBT community isn't all about sex. And I feel like that's what a lot of people see it as, especially with pride. I I think what happens is that a lot of LGBT kids don't get into like relationships and they feel they have to overcompensate for that and that often leads to them like sexualizing themselves or like objectifying themselves because it's harder for them to be able to get into a relationship because there's less openly LGBTQ people especially in places that are like less accepting than here so I feel like they kind of like repress that and then when it comes out they end up like harming themselves in a way. So I think one of the things that is really ignored in the LGBTQ community is the difference between romantic and sexual attraction. Because obviously the idea of homosexuality or bisexuality, just the fact that sexual ending of the word itself implies, But you have heterosexuality. Yeah, just the sexuality part implies sex, and I think that's what a lot of people focus on, rather than like thinking about the other elements of the LGBTQ community, like asexuality. Asexuals? I don't want to be rude. Well, let's be honest, no one really knows about it. And we're not considered part of the community at all, even though technically not having a sexual attraction is a sexuality, if you want to be technical. The whole terms for it are just very confusing. Okay, so let's talk about being, quote-unquote, LGBTQ for attention. So I know a lot of people in the LGBTQ community have heard about this, but Trisha Paytas, she claimed she was a trans man, but her reasonings were a bit strange, to say the least. Yes, non-binary people do get told they are just doing it for attention, but it's an actual thing. I'm non-binary, gender fluid, whatever you want to call it. I usually say non-binary since it's more known, but it's a thing. Like, I feel really horrible on days that I don't feel feminine because I have a bigger chest and I hate it. Sometimes when people are trans and they have dysphoria, you can't say that it's for attention. However, if somebody says, oh, I'm trans, but they don't have dysphoria at all, then it gets iffy. I know that we should respect Trisha for coming out, or quote-unquote coming out, but she does this so often, it seems fake. That's the only reason people were upset, because before she had said, oh, I changed my ethnicity. Also, recently she got married and she still called herself a bride. If she was really trans, I feel like she would have called herself a groom. Yeah, I feel like her reason 
reasoning, she said that she was like attracted to gay men or whatever, so that made her gay, or that she was more interested in feminine men. I'm not exactly sure of what pronouns they use, so I'm gonna try and use they from now on. But at the same time, I feel like what Trisha Paytas did was very insensitive. They're attaching it to like their sexuality and their sexual preferences. I feel like that's incredibly damaging. Because again, that does play into the fetishization of trans people. And like, that's basically what she was doing. Trisha basically said that they had a fetish for gay men. And they thought that that changed their identity, which I yeah. thought was kind of problematic. If Trisha had said, I'm non-binary, instead, that would have been a bit better. Because Trisha did say, you can choose to identify as a boy some days and a girl some days. You can't really choose, but that is a thing when you identify as a boy some days and a girl other days. That's what I do. Some days I will be in full dress and makeup and other days it's a hoodie and jeans not saying girls can't wear hoodies and jeans but it's literally hoodies and jeans from the men's section so yeah to try and like reduce dysphoria yeah you can identify as both a boy and a girl but that just means you're non-binary and you can't just say oh i'm a full trans man and then say you still identify as a woman sometimes that's more non-binary to me. With the video that Trisha posted, it just completely erased the non-binary identity, which already we have a problem with. Yeah, here are some of Trisha's statements. I am a gay man because I hate over-masculine energy. I have always been attracted to gay men, which is why I think I am a gay man. I choose to identify as a boy. I'm transgender because I've always hated my name. I'm transgender because I loved having short hair. By the way, if you don't know what she looks like, she has long hair. So she doesn't have short hair at all. And the reason why I think we're having trouble with assessing Trisha Paytas' pronouns is because one thing that they should be doing if they are a trans person is to tell people what their pronouns are and to tell people how they identify outright. I feel like this is very confusing and unclear because then if they actually aren't identifying this way, then they can backtrack from this because it's not like they're being straightforward with how they feel. So they're giving themselves an out? Yeah, it's kind of like they're giving themselves a buffer. They're not stating clearly what their pronouns are. Okay, admittedly, I thought I was full trans in seventh grade because I didn't know what non-binary was at the time. But even when I thought I'm a boy, I still felt feminine on some days. But when I found out what non-binary was, I, that's what I realized. Oh, so you can be both and sometimes none. Non-binary is really difficult. In my eyes, it's more of an umbrella term for different things. But I don't agree with identifying as a fairy or a galaxy. That's a kind of a big issue. That's just delegitimizing actual trans people's identities. Trans that's proven by science on both a physical level and on like technological level is when when they were doing MRI scans they found that the gray to white matter ratio in a trans woman's brain is closer to a cisgender woman's brain than a cisgender male's brain and you know same with like trans men and cis men and then there was also autopsies that were done on trans brains that basically found the same exact thing and then dysphoria is like a recognized medical phenomenon so that's also medically proven whereas stuff like identifying as a galaxy that basically is telling trans people that you believe that their identity is a concept rather than like an actual physical thing when it is a physical thing there's scientific evidence like it's not really a complex concept it's medically recognized going back to what you were saying about trisha i think what you were trying to get at was trisha might be trans 
and they might not be but now we have the internet right yeah and a big part of the internet is you can look up terms you can like try and find out your identity via talking with other people and finding out more about the lgbt community my question is if trisha is purposely ignoring those signs and choosing to try and find their own way which is inherently problematic because it creates confusion for other people or if they're genuinely confused and do not know about the resources that are available to them in which case they should utilize the internet to its full extent and help clarify their identity for other people and that's all for today everybody thank you so much for listening to another queer time episode and make sure to check out our social media in the description below we'll see you here next time back here at scott center